Welcome to I'm Game with Fred Croner. Today I am joined by Sean Widener, the mayor of Muhammad. Uh, actually, I guess they, they call it the village president, right? You're not actually the mayor, are you? Yeah, I think they're interchangeable at this point. <laughs> but yes, village president is the official uh, title. Anyway, you've had that position now for about the last six years. Uh, uh, welcome, Sean. Hey, thank you, Fred, for having me. Well, according to the, the latest census, I guess Mohammed's up over 9,400 residents uh, within the city limits. Uh, do you have a rough idea how many more that uh, you, you could say there are in the, in the unincorporated areas? We've been using the between 14,000 and 15,000 as kind of the uh, Mohammed community number for a while. I think that's probably still accurate. Um, we definitely saw more growth within uh, within the village limits than we did unincorporated, but it's it's probably pretty close to fifteen thousand. That was the census. What you expected, or did it actually come out a little uh, a little higher than maybe you thought? Just a just a tad over what we thought. Um, we were kind of projecting about ninety three hundred or so, so it was uh, pretty close to what kind of what we thought going into it. What do you think makes Muhammad such an attractive uh, location for for people? Well, I guess, yeah, first and foremost, it's got to be the schools. Um, I mean, that's why we relocated here. And I think, uh, you know, four out of five people, if you ask them, that's probably what they say as far as why they're in Muhammad, unless they're, you know, from here originally. Um, but, uh, you know, beyond that, I think we got a lot of uh, fun and, and open space uh, recreation uh, opportunities with uh, the forest preserve in our, in our backyard and of course, we got a little bit of terrain. So, I mean, this makes our community a little bit unique in the sense of uh, uh, kind of providing some of those amenities to residents. And of course, you know, beyond that, you know, close proximity to Champaign-Urbana. You know, a lot of people work in Champaign-Urbana probably during the day, uh, myself included. Um, so that's definitely a, a good selling point as well. Yeah, no doubt about that. So obviously there's, there's been a lot of growth. I, I guess the question is how much growth is a good thing? And, and you know, when, when do we reach the point that, that we should be concerned and uh, where are we at uh, right now? You know, I, I think growth is a little bit of a double-edged sword, right? I mean, I think a lot of the things that uh, um, people ask for or wish that we had in Muhammad, um, you see in the bigger, bigger cities or maybe even remote towns and villages, Again, our close proximity to Champaign-Urbana kind of limits that a little bit because we are so close. Um, there's not much of a, um, maybe a commercial draw to, to relocate, you know, seven minutes away from a major hub like that. Whereas, you know, if you're a standalone village out in the, on the back 40, let's say, you know, it's a little bit easier to maybe locate there and, and uh, you know, attract that business. But, uh, you know, I think for, for us, it's just, it, the growth is, is, it's going to come no matter what, right? I mean, the, the good school district, again, the proximity of Champaign-Urbana. Um, so either A, it's going to happen within the village limits, or it's going to continue to happen in unincorporated Muhammad, which we have no control over. So uh, I think that the best thing we can do is try to manage it the best we can and, and, and look where we can grow smart. And, um, and again, try to manage it the best we can. And it, it, it's, it's, kind of a, it's kind of a tough nut to crack, to be honest with you. Um, I think we're in a good spot as far as master planning and trying to anticipate some of the growth and what we need to do on our end from a village standpoint, uh, from either infrastructure or uh, providing those amenities to the residents. Um, so it's, it's just one of those things I think it's, it's we're managing the best we can. Well, there's been a lot of conversation uh, lately about the, the Bulldog Blueprint. And I think some people think that is just more kind of a, a school issue, but but really, I mean, that's probably as much uh, community involved as school, isn't it? Uh, 
Yeah, so I, I'm participating right now with the, the Bulldog Blueprint process. I attended a, uh, the, the last sessions of meetings, and it's uh, kind of ironic. I heard a lot of I heard of a lot of village type questions and comments within the within those discussions with the the stakeholders. Um, but I mean, it is a, definitely a you know a school issue um, as far as their facilities and their growth. But certainly, uh, the village has a has a has a hand in that as well because we are growing together. So. Um, I'm really proud of our collaboration that we've had with the school district over, over you know, my tenure at least. Um, and I, th I don't see that changing at all. Because again, I think we have to be um, go into any kind of growth scenario with eyes wide open and working together on that. Again, our, our challenges are a lot different than theirs. You know, they're, they're dealing with the, you know, um, you know, busy classrooms and, and all that good stuff. And we'll, we're worried about uh, as far as our infrastructure. So, um, yeah, I think that's where it's at. Well, I know some of the things, like you say, work together. There's been talk, I know now for several years, about a road or a street that would connect South Mahomet Road up there to Middletown Prairie. But what's the status? Where's that at at this time? So that road is the South Mahomet Road Extension Project. Um, we are currently in what I'm going to call uh, the first of three phases. Uh, and that is the advanced utility work. Um, so that's the extension of, again, South Monument Road uh, from its current location um, across the tr railroad tracks uh, to Churchill, but ultimately to Prairie Road. That's, that's the ultimate connection that we're gonna get uh, the road to. So it's kind of a, a, a regional uh, project, but probably the more direct one in um, the first one and two phases is that connection to Churchill and Middletown Prairie. Um, so utilities are going on right now. We anticipate um, dirt being turned for the for the actual roadway portion of it next year. And then hopefully uh, the final piece from Churchill to Prairie View Road the year following that. Again, those schedules can change based on contractor availability and, and pricing, but uh, that's kind of the, the plan we're going into it right now. Well, I remember, I think it was back in, in 2017 when, when the discussions were going on uh, with this, uh, there was talk that Center Street was going to have to be closed by the railroad tracks when that uh, street out there to connect to Middletown Prairie came about. Is that still a possibility or is what, what is going on with that? So actually that that, that changed a little bit. Uh, we held uh, that public meeting oh, way, well, Fred, probably a couple of years ago, right? As far as the kind of discussion of what we have to do to get a new railroad crossing and that was to close an existing one. And, and like it or not, that's just the way it is with with uh, the railroads and the and their uh, and really what they control uh, with with crossings. So we looked at Center Street first. We actually switched gears a little bit. We had a lot of public input uh, with the two options, and those two options were Center Street or Walnut. And uh, ultimately, uh, and this has already been put into the works. Uh, we you know obviously took in the took in the uh, considerations from the residents, and we chose Walnut. So Walnut is the crossing that will be closed. And the current status of that is we are currently under uh, a petition right now with the, uh, with the, uh, the railroad and the ICC, which controls the ultimate fate of that, of that uh, closing slash project with uh, South Hamlet Road. So um, we're waiting for that. Uh, and we won't really close the crossing until, you know, till the uh, point where we actually need to close it. And that will be when basically the new South Mount Road construction is ready to open that crossing out there. So that will be probably the timing of, of the opening of the new and closing of the old. So then, you know, as we, as we look to the future, if there's, you know, continued growth either to the, to the east or, the, or to the west, 
and, and more roads, more streets need to be added. Will, will that be the same thing? If, if another street uh, or road needs to go over the, the tracks, another one will have to be closed somewhere at some point? Fred, you're, you're making too much logical sense, right? <laughs> That was our argument from the from day one. We didn't we didn't want to close a, any crossings to get a new one. We we were talking about our growth of our city and and what we're needing for infrastructure and 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 honestly that argument really didn't uh, hold up much uh, with the uh, the railroad and their representatives. But uh, I guess the good news is is this time this this particular case it was manageable and we could we could trade the the one for the other. But you're absolutely right. In the future we won't have that luxury. And um, we'll have to consider our options then. And you know, it, does that mean that uh, we won't get a new crossing, perhaps, or it may be something where they're going to require what's called a grade separation, where you actually build a road over or under uh, the railroad? I guess we'll wait and see when that time happens, huh? <laughs> yeah. I, I, hopefully, it won't be in my my uh, my tenure, but uh, you never know. That's for sure. We'll talk a little bit about the uh, the green space now along Main Street, uh, just east of the, the administrative office. Right now, it's just kind of uh, green space and a nice uh, place to use for, you know, whether it's the, the River Fest or Soda Fest. But what, what are the plans for that now moving forward? So you're referring to what we call the Village Green. Uh, that was part of our downtown master plan. Uh, and that first, I guess, project or action that came out of that master plan was the acquisition of properties and then us the village owning basically that that whole space so you've seen the the, the houses get removed and and returned to open space which we enjoyed for the uh, muhammad music festival this year as well as the muhammad soda festival here last weekend um so that's was that, that was really the the uh the impetus of of or the, maybe the crown jewel or whatever you want to call it, the center of that downtown master plan is really to develop that uh, green space into a more of a, um, you know, a destination for uh, our community and, and downtown. Now, it doesn't just stop there, right? Our, our downtown master plan encompasses the entire downtown as well as uh, some streets north and south of Maine. So uh, over time, we'll, we'll see those get developed, but uh, certainly the, the village green space is a, is a great spot to start. Uh, certainly with the village having ownership and control over that, it's a little bit easier to, to make those improvements. Um, but I think you'll see hopefully future phases or, or next steps being taken here very soon for the downtown master plan. I know as I drive around the University of Illinois campus, depending on what, what area I come from, I see, you know, these big structures that are kind of like, you know, entryways welcoming you to, to the U of I. Is there going to be any kind of structure there in that, that green space, you know, in terms of like a, a you know, welcome to Muhammad or, or anything or not? It's to be determined. Uh, I think uh, what you see here recently that popped up were our three welcome signs that we put into the village of Muhammad. And that's kind of our, our way of the, the, maybe our first step of gateways into the community, uh, just beyond the uh, typical, you know, green IDOT sign that just says Mohammed with our population. So um, that was a kind of our first step of that uh, gateway um, invitation to our community. Uh, the downtown master plan does speak about providing some gateway or um, wayfinding type features, uh, but that'll be down the road. You would talk a little bit about the benefits of having uh, events in Muhammad, such as the Soda Festival uh, recently, and the and the music festival before that, and and then the you know the Muhammad Market. 
because uh, obviously it brings, I, I was at the Soda Fest and I talked to a number of people that were not from Muhammad. So, you know, you, you get people from out of town that, that are coming here and, and maybe in some cases seeing the village for the first time. Yeah, it's just great. I mean, it's great for our community. I think it's for both folks who do live in Muhammad or people in the area for, for us, for them to come into Muhammad and visit us. And we certainly welcome those visitors. Um, but again, I think it's just a, it just adds to the uh, just the array of things that we're trying to do to, to in increase or enhance the quality of life for everybody here. Um, from the soda festival to music festival to concerts in the park at Barber Park um, to the, the to the farmers market you're referring to anything right I mean I think those are all great examples of as we grow and we provide more space or opportunity for those things to occur uh, they'll they'll come naturally and and I look forward to definitely more type of those events and attractions for Muhammad well, and I know within the next year, we're, we're supposed to have a splash pad out at, at Barber Park. What, what are some other things that, that either are on the horizon or, or that maybe you would like to uh, at least look into uh, in terms of the future? Well, without uh, getting uh, village staff too scared here, but uh, certainly there's a long list of things I would love to accomplish. But I think, you know, we have to be focused. Uh, our resources are limited. Uh, I think the Barber Park first phase of improvements is, is definitely going to be a, a real big push and uh, um, a big change really to, to one of our biggest and premier parks in, in, in Muhammad. So yes, definitely a splash pad, uh, the all-inclusive playground, as well as the pavilion improvements are gonna be all great additions to, to Barber. And again, that's the first phase and we're not gonna be done there. So we've got a full master plan for Barber Park, uh, which includes um, basically elevating all the other fields out there, uh, out there for, for additional flexibility of space. And then of course to, uh, to provide more uh, amenities in that park uh, for our residents and visitors. Well, can, can anything be done in terms of the, uh, uh, the Sangamon and the potential for, for flooding? Because I know at various times that, uh, that just looks like a lake out there. It does. So we're working right now with uh, the permitting agencies to to have those modifications done. Obviously, we're not going to control Mother Nature, um, but we will try to uh, uh, provide the space where we, you know, have that capacity or that area for the for the river to flood because it's always going to flood. And so just like us putting the pathway underneath the bridge and that connection, we knew it was going to flood. So you just kind of take that into account as you do your planning um, and maintenance, whatnot. So yeah, the, the full master plan takes into account uh, the floodplain and again, trying to elevate some of those fields that do do flood now or get close to be flooded. Um, those will be out of harm's way and we'll let Mother Nature do its thing all around it. So 13 Acres Park, who, who owns that and, and what's uh, what's going to become a 13 Acres Park down the road? Well, that's a good question. And, and as of September 21st, I don't know the answer to that as far as what's going to happen because it's really depending on what the school board uh, wants to do, but uh, currently the school district owns 13 acres. Um, the village of Muhammad is a primary user of that park, of course, with uh, baseball and um, I guess uh, football as well, and traveling teams use it too, but uh, they own it. Uh, for the most part, we maintain it and uh, take care of it. Um, and uh, the goal or ultimate goal, and this is what uh, was discussed here recently, was you know, the village has a vested interest in, uh, in that area of town to, to enhance our recreational uh, opportunities for folks. So we are more than willing to, to 
uh, you know, take over ownership of 13 acres and enhance it and uh, actually improve it as well as far as some drainage issues there. Um, but that's part of a bigger plan uh, that we presented and, and what we're hoping to do is actually bring tennis uh, back to the community and, and build some tennis courts with the joint uh, collaboration with the school district. Um, so tennis and pickleball are kind of the, the next two things that happen in 13 acres and maybe on the uh, current property uh, next to the junior high. I just noticed recently that uh, I think St. Joseph uh, over there uh, on the east side of the county opened some pickleball courts. So uh, that seems to be uh, the thing of the future. It seems to be catching on, doesn't it? Pickleball is definitely the the hot topic, and and uh, and we had uh, and I give hats off to 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 Dan Waldinger and and Denise and and all the Parks and Rec folks. Um, they have done a phenomenal job of offering new programs uh, every year in our, in our program guide. And, and actually, they actually had pickleball uh, in there and it attracted a lot of different teams already. So we know it's going to be a, a well-received um, venue for, for that. Yeah, I'm sure the high school, too, would like to see some tennis courts because they, they've had a girls tennis team in the last few years. And I don't know what the numbers are, but the, the roster size looks, looks pretty good. So I'm sure they would like to have a place to play and practice so they didn't always have to go out of town for that as well. Yeah, our facilities probably won't be as nice as U of I's. Let's just be honest here, but uh, I think that they'll definitely appreciate uh, being able to stay home and, and do tennis, uh, certainly for the girls right away. And uh, hopefully that could be expanded very easily to, to a boys tennis uh, type of uh, uh, program. And again, going back to that collaboration with the village and the school, school districts, you know, we all benefit from, from that collaboration. So by bringing tennis into the community with a, with a more formal facility, um, we could program that for the youth, you know, and, and basically be that training camp for what would ultimately be high school, you know, tennis teams. So no different than soccer, baseball, basketball, all the other sports. I think this'd be a great uh, gateway into what could be uh, even more um, successful at the high school level um, for, for those kids. Absolutely. What uh, what kind of feedback do you get from people? What what do you hear? Do you, do, is it mostly just complaints or are people coming to you saying, hey, I'd like to have this or I don't like that? Or is it just kind of an assortment of things? Well, that's a kind of open-ended question, isn't it, Fred? <laughs> well, I would say, you know, from the mayor side of things, you know, my job is to listen and I listen to a lot of different things. Like anything, and and I would say government, you know, we don't hear good job very often. A lot of times, it's it's on the the good plant side, but but that's okay. I mean, that's to me, I I view that as as my job to to keep a pulse on the community and and what the concerns are and, and maybe what we're not doing so so good to to hopefully improve. So uh, I would say it's a mixed bag of good and bad, um, but I don't think there's anything out there that uh, we can't uh, at least focus on and try to improve on for the future. Um, from, from my standpoint. I think a lot of people don't realize that, that your position is a part-time position. I think, you know, they just kind of think, you know, mayor or village president, that's something you do. You know, you get up in the morning and you do it all day, but uh, <laughs> the demands of, of trying to, you know, work that into to having a day job as well. Yeah, it's definitely, I, I tell everybody that's my night job. So it's, uh, <laughs> it's definitely something that I don't do uh, from eight to five every day, but fortunately my, uh, my work and my employer, uh, values what I'm doing for, for my community and that, and that public service. And, and um, I'm, I'm able to balance those two schedules pretty easily with, with cooperation on both ends. And, 
And that's not only from my own, my own side, from my work side, but even from the village side, you know, we have a great staff that, that takes care of the day-to-day -day business and, and um, you know, a lot of things that, uh, you know, they do day in, day out makes my job a whole lot easier. You know, a lot of kids when they're, they're growing up say, you know, I want to grow up and be a fireman or this or that. Did you ever think when you were younger that uh, you'd like to be a mayor or a village president or how, how did that uh, kind of come about? <laughs> no, that was definitely not in the uh, in the uh, third grade. Uh, tell me what you want to be when you grow up assignments. Um, no, I, th I think I kind of fell into it by accident, to be honest with you. My, you know, my day job, I'm, I'm a civil engineer, so I deal with infrastructure in, in, in a variety of different ways for communities. Um, living here in Muhammad for, well, going on about 19 years now, you know, I wanted to find a way to give back to the community. Um, you know, using my talents. So that started with basically getting on the plane and zoning commission for the village and just, you know, kind of work my way through that. And then honestly, the, the going to the board of trustees was kind of by chance as well. There was a, a, a retirement and a vacancy and the mayor at the time appointed me to the board of trustees and then just kind of progressed from there. So um, no, certainly was not in the plans to, to, to be an elected official or, or, or you know, be mayor. Um, but I certainly enjoy it um, day in, day out. And, and honestly, I, I wouldn't do it if I didn't. Um, but yeah, it, it definitely can uh, uh, be stressful at times, but also very rewarding too. Well, that's what I was wondering. Do you, do you feel like there, are there as many rewards as there are challenges in the position? I think so. I think so. I think everybody um, who does this, you know, either A, for a living, it could be a full-time mayor or uh, someone like myself that does it part-time on a volunteer basis. Um, you know, I think that in, at the end of the day, trying to leave something better than you found it is, is really what the reward is, uh, helping people when they do have a problem to help navigate either a, it's a, maybe it's a process or maybe it's just a communication thing, helping, helping them get to the, to the finish line is, is rewarding. Um, and again, just overall, just seeing our community grow and, and prosper, I, I think is also rewarding too. All right. Well, Sean, before we let you go, any other thoughts, comments you'd like to add today? No, I don't think so. I just, I just want to just, you know, sometimes you it takes someone to maybe just stop and, and kind of sit back and kind of and, and look what we have here. And I think, you know, it, it doesn't take very much to look or you don't know, look very far to realize we have a, little, a, a lot of great things here in Muhammad. And, and that's not because of me or, 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 you know, or, or village staff, or even, you know, the school is, for instance, it's everybody, you know, what, what makes Muhammad great is everybody who lives here and they all contribute in different ways. And I'm reminded that time and time again, when out in events or, or whatever we're doing, that it's just, it's just great to see that the, the, the collaboration and the combination of all the different viewpoints and, and people that, that, that migrated or grew up in Muhammad, really what makes Muhammad great. And, and I enjoy that day in, day out. All right. Well, we have been talking with Muhammad Village President Sean Widener today. Sean, thank you very much for your time. Appreciate it. All right. Thank you, Fred.